When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Johanna Liao, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. I want to ask you, quarantine or COVID, whichever way you want to talk about it, like people obviously are a little bit bummed out. Mental health's a big thing. I know me, myself, and I, uh, G-Easy song. I know that I sometimes get depressed because I'm like, I have things to do. But like, then I go into that whole mindset of like, oh man, like what if this lasts for another like four years? What are you going to do? But you are a real go-getter and we don't like go-getters here. Whoa. No. <laughs> uh, well, I'm but- a go-getter, but I still have that good old... Good old depression. She's oh, yeah, yeah. My, my, my depression is locked outside my room right now. So I'm worried yeah. he's going to like, you know, knock in and I'll just be like, can you leave? I have a girl here. Let's like go. I want to ask you because yeah, you're, you're embarrassing me. You had written and I guess started a project that you did. It was called, what was it? Like the quarantine is a quarantine, quarantine leap? leap. Yeah. So it's James Ward's uh, web series. And okay. so he collaborates with different people, not necessarily like that you have to be an actor. He just put out a breakdown on Actors Access and whoever is like interested, collaborate with them and like create these stories about his character going into that person's life and basically living their life through their their eyes and kind of learning about them, seeing anything unique that goes on in their life or any struggles that they deal with. So I thought it was kind of like a beautiful concept, especially during the lockdown, because here we are all collectively going through this crazy time together. And why wouldn't we try to, when we have nothing else to do, we're sitting like at home locked in with nothing else to do. Why wouldn't we kind of become more understanding to other people's lives? Like, putting ourselves in their shoes. And I feel like that's kind of what that web series did. You know, like that was the concept for yeah. like, in my mind. I thought it was a cute, I think it's a cute series and it, it connected people from all over the United States. And I think he even like extended it to where like he worked with somebody that was in another country. So I think it was like a beautiful, a beautiful project that he did. He was very for improving. We had like a baseline of dialogue that we, you know, came to a conclusion on. And then he was like, but feel free to just like improv whatever you want. And then I had to like film everything on my phone, all these different types of clips, send them over to him. He edited it together and then boom. No, like I think that's kind of a, like interesting you mentioned that because I like now obviously being being home and here in Newfoundland, uh, like I work kind of from home. But sometimes you'll turn on TV and just see what's on. And like there's an old kind of TV channel. And I, I, I guess it's like the 80s because I can just tell by the intro music. And it's like, yeah. quant- it's like Quantum Leap. And when you're describing yeah. that, that's kind of what it sounds. Yeah. But it's like Quantum Leap, I think, was like this guy goes into other people's bodies, but like understands like their exposure of like what the issue is and tries to like figure it all out. Like I've never actually sat down and watched a whole episode because at first I yeah. was like, 
this is 80s based i'm like this sounds like something that should be like today but like update the graphics and crap i want to say that like he was inspired by that like i want to say yeah i can't like, confirm yeah, for yeah. sure but like you know the concept it, it, it'd, be, it'd be funny if he was like never heard of it never saw it i'm like okay don't lie to me it's Not like no someone, so, someone mentioned it to you at some point and you were just like yeah Man, i'm okay with that like update it yeah. if you want like obviously you have tv shows out there now like i'll give you an example like my favorite tv show growing up was boy meets world and then oh, i know there's like a generation that like i don't know who it was really geared towards but girl meets world and I think I was I more excited. Yeah, I think I was more excited for who the target audience was supposed to be, where I was like, yes, give me more Corey Sean Tabanga. And they were just yeah. like, this isn't for you. I was just like, shut up. I want to see what true. Corey's doing. <laughs> and I mean, in, in, that show. I got Boy Meets World, yes, but Girl Meets yeah. World, World, I I don't know. I never, I never watched that one for some reason. It's just, it's, to me, it's kind of hard to figure out who their target was because I guess they wanted the younger generation to be like, all right, mm -hmm. here's your Sean and Corey. But okay. like they would bring back like Eric. They'd bring back Mr. Feeney. And then there's like an age group that's like, I'm like, oh my God, Mr. Feeney. And then they're just yeah. like, why are you so excited about an old guy? I'm just like, did shut you ever up. Watch, like, did you ever watch, I think it was like Home Improvement, that show? Yeah. Do you remember that show? Yeah. That's a, that's a classic one too. Me and my sister would watch that a lot. <laughs> it's like to see those people go to different roles. Like I know he did end up going to, I think he did like a show like Last Man Standing or something as well, uh, like okay. Tim Allen did. And then okay. like even when you watch Friends and you see like Matt LeBlanc go from being Joey to now yeah. it's like uh, i think it's like man with a plan and he's okay. like his own father but it's kind of like eight simple rules but just like more okay. adultish but i'm like there's a generation out there it's like oh i love man with a plan i love the dad on man with a plan i'm like no i'm like that's joe <laughs> yeah I, it's like don't do that to me because i know like my parents when i watch eight simple rules and i'm like i love eight simple rules i love the dad they're like actually that's john ritter and he was in like three's company i'm like oh i'm sorry yeah right that guy. <laughs> yeah yeah oh that guy yeah i'm sorry but no like that's interesting to me because like i mentioned in covid like most people are just trying to kind of get by or do things like on and all honesty when i came home to newfoundland because of covid i was like do i want to continue doing podcasting is this kind of the end of the road but i was like mm -hmm. if anything i found axe musicians were kind of like whoa, whoa, what are we doing like we can do yeah. Facebook lives and Instagram lives, but like, do people still want to hear from us? They want to like interviews. And I'm like, yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> and now I'm going to be the guy that does that. And then they're like, yeah, you can be like number 50. And I'm like, I will settle for 50. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will settle for like the 50th person you talk to. Um, oh my gosh. In explaining that, like, what were some things that you were really interested in about that? Like, how did you really get this connection? Because you just said, like, he, team up with kind of anyone but like how does that kind of come about with what in regards to like, yeah, the, the the uh like web series uh, yeah um well that i found through the breakdown of actors access and i just submitted for it and originally i was supposed to, i submitted for goth girl <laughs> so i put nice. on like a black <laughs> wig and like that's how i auditioned i did that and like he liked it but then he was like you know what I, i'm feeling like we should do like more of like supermodel route and i was like okay whatever whatever you want to do whatever you feel like is best and then we went that route and that was kind of like the first thing that i really like booked 
during okay. this whole process. So I feel like it was me learning how what it takes to create something, filming each little scene, doing different takes for it, and like all of that I had to do on my own. And I was like, not gonna lie, I was like, God dang, this is like really tedious. This is tedious work. Yeah. Oh my God. And I was thinking about it on like a more massive scale, like wow, all those crew members on an actual set, like all that work that they have to do and then like setting up the lighting and all that stuff, it really put it in perspective to me. Like you really need all these people to make this magic happen and for to bring these things to life. So I think that was good for me to have to to learn right off the bat before I got onto an actual set. Like it made me feel like... um grateful to have these people that enjoy doing their part lighting and sound and you know setting up all the camera like it's a lot like I don't think people fully realize like it takes like sometimes a few hours just to get one scene from all the different angles and setting up the lighting sometimes takes a long time because you know different factors are coming in and you got to adapt and stuff like that so we have a series here in like newfoundland that gets filmed it's called like hudson and rex and like mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get like casting calls like i know i'm kind of interested in the series and it's like you'll see like casting calls of like hey we need people for this scene i'm like oh yeah i don't want to be a background person and they're like 5 a.m up and at them i'm like 5 a.m yeah. i'm like <laughs> I'm like, what, what are we doing at 5 a.m.? They're like, well, it's like a murder scene. And, you know, we're going to work with the nighttime that we have rather than like yeah. go like. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of brilliant because then yeah. you can kind of. But I'm like, goddamn, 5 a.m. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm be here an hour early because the lighting and people want to make sure. I'm like, so now it's so 4 a.m. <laughs> so I'm just so like, all right. And then it's like when you get there, they're like, um, all right, like this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, OK. Like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you go and show I, up? I just I just went to just out of an interest to see how it got all set up because I didn't uh. want to like waste their time and be like halfway through the day be like, I know we like filmed like three things, but I'm done. And they'd be like, <laughs> they like look at you like we hate we hate you. And I'd be like, that's that's understood. I I understand why you hate me, but I I, have I gotta to go. go. <laughs> and they're like never again like never again i'd be like all right that's fair that's so but, funny like being an insomniac i'd be like okay that's a perfect call time for me i'm still yeah. awake i'll just like go you know drink a coffee and just keep that energy I, going i agree with you i am one of these people that when it's like uh anything past 12 i'll say the hours of like one to like maybe four in the morning where it's like mm-hmm. quiet like maybe there's like yeah. one or two people up of your friend group and you're like oh yeah. this is like the perfect time like let's do some gaming let's like catch yeah. up on things and then there's yeah. the crowd like you're a you're a loser. Why would I do that? That's time for sleep. I'm just like no, like nine to like there 11. are night yeah, owls yeah, and we yeah. exist and we yeah. live <laughs> when the sun goes down. So yeah. it's just more quieter. It's yeah. just, it's peaceful and then you don't get all the noise. Yeah. You make your own noise. Exactly. That's put that on a t-shirt. You make your own noise. I uh, make my noise. I make yeah. I'm, someone would just be like, I don't understand what they're saying there. Does that mean like gas? Does that mean like what? Cool like oh my god. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so confused. I want to ask you too. Like, how did you kind of get into acting? Because was it something that you were kind of interested at a younger age? Was it something that you just thought of like over time, where you know someone piqued your interest? You're like, you know what? I think I can do that because I kind of got into like interviewing and podcasting watching like Conan O'Brien when I was in like high school and like my brother it was like going from like the late night show to the tonight show so 
it's not maybe his greatest chapter. I'm sorry, Conan, if you're out there, but like, uh, you know, shots I, yeah, shots fired. I feel like he doesn't care. He's got, he's got enough money, but like, I remember watching the tonight show and I'm like, I think this guy is funny. I like this. And then my brother's like, no, 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 no. That's his LA go back to New York. The late show or like the late night with Conan. I was like, this guy was on at like 12, 31 o'clock Newfoundland time getting away with mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And I'm like, man, that's hilarious. But yeah. that's kind of what got me into like, oh, like he's funny. That inspired he does good. You. Yeah. So like who yeah. kind of inspired you to get into acting and like at what age did you like say, cool, I want to do this? I mean, I, I think I came out of the womb and I was doing a full <laughs> Ta-da. Like, like play. I was just like, <laughs> what <Yeah>. light? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, did, I really genuinely knew from a very young age that I like it appealed to me. I was just drawn to the creative side of life. And I was like, I really want to be in TV and movies and stuff like that. And I always thought, okay, like maybe the end for me would be to start with modeling. Cause I was seeing some models parlay it into a booking like movie roles and stuff. And I was always told like, Oh, you should be a model. Okay. You should be a model. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. And then yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll jump ship and go into the acting world. So I, I did it that way. Well, I started modeling and I don't think it was, I was really shy. I still am. I can be really shy sometimes. No. But back then I'm like, yeah, oh, I can never tell. <laughs> no, like I was 15 going to New York and like living there for like two months on my own. So I was like, holy moly, what am I doing with my life? And it was just kind of like an intimidating setting for me. Like you go into these casting rooms and there's all these other beautiful like girls in there and I'm over there like, cool, like maybe I can make friends, but you go in there and you get like the evil eye. Like oh, yeah. they're like sizing you up and I'm like, okay, obviously only one of us is going to get this like gig. Yeah. So why don't we all just like have fun while we're right while we are waiting instead of just like sitting around in like animosity or whatever. Like I never, yeah. I could never understand that energy. So that made it like not so much fun for me. So yeah, like I, I just kind of stopped doing that and kind of like lost track of like my purpose. And then I got pushed back onto it and now here I am. So, so okay. what kind of made you get pushed back onto things? Cause I know there are people out there like, I go on Instagram all the time and maybe my algorithm just really sucks because it's like, I see all these inspirational videos and I'm like, why are you sending them to me? Like, cause you, you understand, <laughs> yeah, like you understand, like I'm the sarcastic asshole in a group that looks at that and like deep inside, I'm you don't like, like the inspirational quotes. You don't no, like, like listen, listen, deep inside. I know I need it, but like the surface, because I'm also a guy which who feels like uh, obviously society has like these standards for guys, but on the surface, yeah, I'm just so like, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a like, it's like, you will be loved one day. I'm like, yeah, you'll be loved one day. And then like deep inside, you're like, you mock I, hope it. So, I hope so. <laughs> But like I, I get those and then I'm just yeah. like some of those I'm like, oh, those are really good. And then some of them are like, uh, I stopped checking up on you because you didn't check up on me. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm just still like, if you want to check up on someone, go check up on someone. If yeah. you don't check up on you, get that in your mindset that, OK, yeah. you're still a good person. Maybe they've got things going on. But like yeah. what made you change your mindset to be like, all right, like I'm kind of out of it, but now I want to get back into it. I would I met somebody who was like, if you could do whatever you wanted to do, like your biggest dream, like what is your biggest dream? And if you had no obstacles, what would it be? And I was like, well, acting. And they were like, okay, done. I'm going to help you do that. And I was like, okay, 
let's yeah. do it. <laughs> so yeah. it was just like that whole process. And then I moved out here and they're really the reason why I am where I am today, because I would have had no freaking clue, like <laughs> where to begin. I, I was dumbstruck. I was like, how in the, do I even get my foot in the door? So I plus like they already had like a background with like acting, like they were already, they had the knowledge um, and the insight. So that really helped as well. I like how you said with the modeling story though, like, cause I feel like it's such like a kind of, um, I think a comedian kind of makes fun of it of like when someone moves to New York and they have a dream and yeah. I can't remember the comedian's name, but he's like, you know, they come there with their dream and they're like, I want to share my dream with you. And then like society and people just keep on crushing it to the point where it's like a teacher tells him like he's going to be the next Michael Jackson. So he goes yeah. to New York and then he starts doing dances and then people are like, no, that sucks. Like blah, blah, blah. And then he ends up living on the streets because like he oh, couldn't no. find. And then I'm just uh, like, it's just a joke. But at the same point, I'm like, yeah, it feels like that is kind of how society works. Yeah. But I like how you were like going into this modeling thing. So gung ho where it's like. Like, you know, one of us is only going to get it. So why don't we just like kind of become friends and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right. They're like, no, bullshit. You know, what, <laughs> you know what I want to say about society? And I thought this from a very young age. I was like society and their implications on like what you should be and what you should do and stuff like that. And then I see I hear from other people where it's like, yeah, screw society and like their belief system. So like if we all kind of like don't agree with societal standards why does it feel like it's still like ruling the world you I know what i mean i think it's just the i think it's a little bit of for me anyway if i was to answer that it's kind of like what the media portrays it to be like that plays a factor and i also think it's a little bit of like the previous generations telling you like well that's kind of the norm and then once you kind of break that norm the media yeah. kind of like because i feel like you know for me anyway when i look at media i'm like yeah you've got people that are older in media telling you kind of what standards are but those people eventually not in the mean way it's like we all die so it's like there's gonna be a new standard in media where it's yeah. like hey. so it's, it's just almost, like i feel like they are like trying to put everybody in a box but there even there shouldn't even be a box to begin with like just be like just yeah do like just come from a place of love and just Fucking and sorry, excuse me. No, just enjoy life. I don't know if this is no. That that's fine. If, if someone was gonna drop the f bomb or something, I'm just like, no. Let the guest drop the f bomb first, so that okay. like, people people don't think that you are a massive cursor. I'm just like, no, that's fine. Let them drop. <laughs> but never that bomb dropped. Yeah. Yeah, not ever don't lie to me don't lie I'm, to me. I'm like, no no interview i've been oh, trying okay to I, was, like, I, I was gonna be i was gonna be like i was gonna be like yeah so we had johanna on and she dropped her first f-bomb everyone should clap no no <laughs> <laughs> one thing that i was very kind of interested in doing a little bit of research was it's stella and i think it's like tall girls 2 on yeah. netflix but i was just kind of interested because with everything that comes out on netflix like sometimes people can gloss over this stuff or sometimes you see the preview and you're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. But like, tell me a little bit about that for people who might be out there and they're like, that sounds like something I might be interested in, like tall girl too. And then you tell them and they're like, oh, that's not what I envisioned. Not what I envisioned. I thought the first movie and the second movie, it's a, it's very enlightening. You learn things about yourself and how cruel people can be like, 
in the first movie, she gets bullied. And then in the second movie, she's dealing with her basically like bullying herself, like her brain attacking her. And it's, it's, we, it's things that we all deal with. So we all can resonate with it. If we're open, if we open ourselves up to seeing the movie for, for the message that it's trying to convey, you know what I mean? So I think if you want to become self-aware or you are self-aware and you want to laugh and have a good cry, then you can watch these movies because I think they're just beautiful. Like I literally teared up when I watched the first movie because I was like, I went through that too. Like, oh my God, I resonate with that. Okay, cool. And like, that's why you love movies because they're either just like super interesting or like you resonate with them or both. I think that movie hits it. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know you're thinking who doesn't, but ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors, activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn, Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. So. Like when you're saying like kind of like bullying yourself internally and like people can relate to that. Are you talking more or less like and I'm not trying to put like pinpoint you like tell me more like why are you being so vague? But it's just like do you think it's like kind of like mental health things like your own kind of like 100%. personal appearance like that 100%. kind of okay. like she, she's Jody specifically is dealing with anxiety like panic attacks and not feeling worthy of her accomplishments that she's gaining. You know, she owned her confidence in the first movie. And, you know, in the second movie, she's like, in it, she's feeling good. She's feeling strong. And then, you know, a really awesome accomplishment happens. And then all of a sudden she gets this voice in her head that's like, you don't deserve that. Why do you like this? No, like, and it's like all this negative self-talk trying to get her out of doing it because it's really just her inner child, like fear based, like trying to protect herself. So, but she powers through because she has a great support support system. She has her family, she has her friends. And I just think a lot of the characters as well grow a lot in this movie. So you see that progression. And I think that's great because that's, that's growing up in high school. You know what I mean? Like you, you it's like a crash course in life. No, I, I kind of agree with you there because I like how you kind of went a little bit more in detail there. I, I want to mm. add or I want to add on to that where it's like when you're saying like growing up in life, like I find now I'm 30 on the dot. And oh, I like I like put it putting it on the dot because then there are people like, oh, well, how long it's have you been 30? Yeah, like how long have you been 30? I'm like, actually, I'm not that old. Like I just turned it. So there's a part of me that's like, OK, hold on. Like just wait, when was your like, birthday? It was in like October. So I'm not like, okay. listen, it's not like it's like two days ago, but it's like, it's not to the point where I'm going out and be like, I definitely feel like I'm 30. Like, I feel okay, like. Are you a Libra? I am a Libra. Hell oh, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I thought you were going to go for that. I love but, Libras. <laughs> I love Libras. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's good. They're great. We'll, There's we'll, you to talk to. Obviously. We'll stay, we'll stay connected. But no, like 
I know turning 30 and I have a lot of friends that are maybe like 25, 28 range. So like, I'll go and be like, man, in my thirties, it's like, I didn't know how good my twenties were. And they're like, I'm still in my twenties. What are you talking about? I'm like, you'll get there. But like a part of me is like, why are you trying to depress your friends? I'm like, I'm not, but I just want to talk to them of being like, when, cause you know, there was adults that when you were in high school or in like university college that would be like these are the best days of your life i'm like i don't really feel that janice i don't feel that janice (laughs) like i just got stuffed in a locker today how is that the best day of my life janice it's so bad for us 20 year olds yeah and then when you go to like i 100% agree with that like they're like i i working in the restaurant industry before i got into this you know a lot of people were like you know your third your 20s are you're always trying to like get to where you want to be, but really you should yes. just enjoy it. Your thirties are when you, you hustle and all that stuff. And then your forties, you start to like reap no, the benefits. Death knocks on the door. And it's like, hello, time to yeah, go. Yeah. Excuse um, me. You have about like 30 more years left, like but I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Like you're 40, <laughs> you have 30 years left. So figure out what you're going to do. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, for like 40s when like they say that like you get to kind of like settle down and like enjoy take vacations and all that stuff and i'm like okay well i feel like i got a late start so i gotta <laughs> hustle now like tenfold so i don't know i i don't really like i try not to get too caught up in my age because on the inside i feel like really old like my soul is like ancient so <laughs> She's like 532. So the age that I'm given in this storyline, yeah. I don't really focus too much on it because I know it doesn't really matter in the long run. That's that's fair. I feel like it's to me, I think it's just because of obviously COVID and like yeah. situations like that. You kind of start to think like with your mental health and like how yeah. it's affecting because like uh, like I don't know how it is in the States, but like in Canada, it's kind of like, oh, well there's a lot of restrictions you can't go places and then sometimes that changes like it's like okay well this week you can all go see your friends at pubs but like make sure it's 50 and then next week it's like okay it's you went too too place. far yeah it's it's kind of it was it's all over the place and i think that's kind of what adds to the hysteria where there's no there's no one state here in america that we're not on the same page You know what I mean? Like Florida was like, we're staying open, like go clubbing, go to the strip clubs, like have fun, party hard. You only live once. And then other states are like, you know, we're going to go into a strict lockdown. Other ones are like, yeah, you can do this, whatever. It just seemed kind of messy. And like, I have like slight OCD. So it's like, can we all just get on the same playbook, please? So that like we can kick this thing in the butt and then have some sort of normalcy after this. Like I just, I, I, I feel like everything's been coming and starting back up again, obviously, but I feel like it's like a rough, a rough start again. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It seems kind of like we're all just getting our bearings still. It's like, it's like there's a whole bunch of racers on like that or track. And it's like, all right, this is the third time we're going to restart this, uh, this like race. And then there's like the one guy that's a baby and the baby's like just learning how to walk. It's like, that's us. We are the baby in this race where it's like, we don't even know how to walk yet. And you're asking us to run. It's like, yeah, Yeah. you can do it. Right. It's like, I I guess we can try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's so funny because like, I'm, I'm kind of introverted. 
like I'm an introverted extrovert. So like I enjoy my alone time. I enjoy yeah. being in my space, but I could go out into society and I can function properly. I can socialize, especially if I feel comfortable around the people that I am, you know, surrounded by, but like the whole going out and be careful of this and be careful of that. Like, I didn't really feel like I had to worry about that. Cause like, I didn't do that as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I did it very sparingly. So I feel like it didn't affect me as much as other people who like love to go out and like party and stuff like that. Like, I feel like those people were like fiending. They were yeah. fiending to just be outside and like drink and do all that stuff, which is, do you but like yeah. i'm fine <laughs> i feel like we're i feel like we're very relatable because it's like i'm similar to you where it's like even yeah. before covid it's like i can go out with a few of my friends uh you know play soccer ball hockey whatever yeah. if you want to go to a pub sure but i do like having your own time so yeah. like i think i have more my own time than with my friends so i feel like covid wasn't a big deal to me like yeah. that it doesn't matter but i was like i could function with it yeah but i said the longer it goes you're kind of like all right it's you're the balance is not equaling anymore it's like you know i just, I just thought of the whole toilet paper fiasco that <laughs> happened in the very beginning that oh, that yeah. was wild yeah that was wild oh it's, my god it's just like it's not it's not like for me it's not balancing as much anymore it's like i want to go out a bit but i want to make sure i'm safe yeah at the same time but it's interesting because like i feel like for those that are more introverted they can handle a little bit more like i actually have friends that love going out every weekend and i'm yeah. like the type that's like well I, i'm probably like that friend that they're like okay if you're gonna invite brian like you know like he's kind of like, kind of like you where it's kind of like he needs to know he got a structure so like yeah. let's fill him in where it's like all right brian so we're going bowling and then we're going to the pub i'd be like that sounds great let's do that and then like in yeah. the middle somewhere along the way they switch it up and they're like actually we're going i'm like no like, oh, see, I see like, that's the thing with me where it's like <laughs> i want to do these activities yeah. right but i'm so comfortable in my my little bubble yeah that like i'll be excited about these plans but then as it approaches i'm like oh do i really want to do that though and then i go out and then i'm like yeah i'm so glad that i did this so like if my friends would like switch up yeah. something I'd be like yeah let's do it like i'd already be like out and like have my energy like excited and stuff like that but it's just the initial like leaving i get basically. like i don't know if it says you get older but like I find and maybe it's just me because like moving about places, but I kind of like when I was kind of younger, uh, even like, say, early 20s, I was like, oh, yeah, let's go do this. I'm not worried. Like, I've got a buddy yeah. here. Let's do that. But like now I find where it's more or less like social anxiety where in my mind, yeah. I'm like, what happens to me if this happens? And then the like, overthinking. yeah, yeah. It's like it, when you were like 20 odd and I'm in a university and like an hour away from home, it was never in my mind like whatever. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. But now I'm like out bowling with a friend. I'm like, what happens if a bowling ball hits me in the foot? What if I drop then, it on my yeah, big toe? And then, and then like my brother can't come to get me because he doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> what goes on? Like, what do I do here? And then like, I'll like say to my friend, yeah. so what happens? And like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, so he doesn't know. So that doesn't help me either. Now I'm more panicked. And then, like at the end of the That's night, why you like, switch that little yeah, I know. But then, at the end of the night, you go home and go to bed. You're like, "That was a good night. Nothing bad happened." And then, like in the back of your mind, it's like, "Yet, 
And you're like, no, not yet. Go away. <laughs> With all your different interests now, of course, I like gaming, but I'm not like a real gamer. Like, you know, like I will yeah. play a game for the fun of like for playing a game. But if like a 12 year old beats me online in a game, I'm like, I'm done. Pissed. I'm not playing this game yeah. anymore. I'm like, let's just play it for me. But like, are you when it comes to gaming, like what kind of games do you play? What kind of things do you like? Because the reason I ask this, I have a couple of friends. We like playing Mario Kart on the Switch. And okay. if you're interested, we will add you. Yes. I'm not, you know what's funny? Um, on the Switch, uh, actually, I personally don't have the game card. I, I play with my friend back when I go visit her in Florida because she has it. But I, have, I don't physically have the game card, which I have to get. But yeah. I have like Mario Party and all that stuff. But I will take you up on that whenever I get the game card because <laughs> those things are like sixty bucks a pop. So <laughs> we gotta budget ourselves here. Yeah. But I do. I like. I'm a big fan of the Switch console. I was playing before I got that. I was playing like with the PS4, like GTA. Just oh, okay. focus on there. Like, no, I get really heated there. There was there was one like side mission where like I could not beat it. And I was getting so pissed. I had people trying to help me. And I was like, no, you don't know what you're doing. So I took it back. And like, I just went like literally blackout beast mode. And I annihilated everybody. And I was like, I ended up like standing up on the couch, annihilated everybody I want. And I like slammed the controller down. And I was like, all of you, I did it. I beat everybody. And like, everybody was like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> So who down? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want a juice? Do you want an apple juice? Like like relax. Yeah. Like I get so competitive in Mario Kart. I'll try my best not to get competitive. You know what? I I, I I I will I will allow you to be competitive because we have people in our group that are like very competitive. Okay. And I I finish like third, and sometimes okay. I'm just like, all right, that's fine. I finished third. I'm not the worst. But if I finish like dead last, I'll only it's for on. like I, I feel like I feel like if I lived by myself. I'd probably get kicked out of wherever I live because you'd hear like you'd hear like. Have you ever played um? Have you ever played Overcooked? Have I've heard, heard of that? it, but I've never played it. Okay, well, that's another one where you can do online play and like, we should play that. Oh, okay, but if if fine. I if I if I lose, I mean, you'll probably. That's you'll the be... thing. You, if you lose, you lose all together because you're a team. Oh, you're okay. Making these recipes. But see, so see, like... you say that you say that now, but like then I'll get like a message where it's like you stick to podcasting, you suck, and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, wow, wow. <laughs> you didn't run the plates. We lost because of you. It's all your fault. You're done. You're out. Of <laughs> You're I, I would. I would like. I. I completely understand. Me and Oscar will go back to our garbage can. Yes. <laughs> where you belong. <laughs> where, yeah. Where we belong. I. I think it's interesting because I believe both of us are relatively young. Even though I made fun of myself for being thirty. Um. Mm -hmm. You know. Ouch. My back. Uh. But I want to ask you like being. You're like a mental health advocate. It was like yeah. animals rights advocate. Like going into the mental health kind of side of being an mm. advocate. Like I know there are people out there that you'll see on like social media that will still like tell their story, uh, tell their whole background of like why they stand up for mental health. Now I'm not asking you to get into that because mm. you know, it, unless you're comfortable with it, but like, I am, I am uh, open uh, yeah. All right. Well, awesome. It's like, I want to ask you kind of when did that come about for you? Because I know at like 16, 17 for myself, I don't want to come across to people and say, I have depression because then there are people that actually suffer depression. I might just be sad. Right. So yeah. it's, kind of, but like, when did it come across your table or in your mindset where you're like, you know what? 
I want to be an advocate for mental health. So I, I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, when did I first feel like I didn't matter? No, no. Or like where I felt like I was starting to deal with something that was not necessarily like normal. You know what I mean? And I feel like I connected the dots of like what happened within my childhood years. And then when I was like a, like a preteen, all that stuff started to come back up. And I was just like very moody, very angst. I don't know. Yeah, like booty, brooding, angsty little, little, little princess. I don't know. And my mom was like, you know, like, are you open to going to therapy? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I was so lucky to have found my one and only therapist that I've had so far because uh, she's absolutely amazing. And I went to her and I was like, First session, I was like, laid it all out on the table. And she was like, I love that you're so open. And she suggested that I try certain medication. I was like, for the longest time, very resistant to it because I, I didn't want to be medicated. I wanted yeah. to find like a more organic, natural remedy. <sighs> it didn't, it didn't like years later, like I, it got really bad. Like I was having mental breakdowns like every day. And I ended up going on uh, an antidepressant and then I had anti-anxiety medications. And so I was on that for a couple of years. And then I started doing research on my antidepressants because they were strong. They were really strong. You had to take them with food. If I didn't take them with food, I would feel incredibly nauseous. And if I skipped a pill or like didn't yeah. react like I, there was a point where like i i didn't refill my prescription and i had a new doctor and she wasn't i had to meet with her first before she would prescribe me a new one and my therapist was like you need to prescribe her now because she's going through withdrawal symptoms and this is unethical like i was having body shakes brain zaps like it was bad like and I was like, this is not what I want to put my body through. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start the journey of weaning myself off. And I did that like in 2019. So I feel like it's, it feels like ages ago, but I still am navigating the depression and the anxiety without medication. Like I have, I have like my anti-anxiety as needed, you know, yeah. um, but I use it very sparingly, but um with the depression and stuff, it, oh God, it's a doozy, man. So like, I don't know, like I was talking about this with my friend last night, like like when you're depressed, things that you know make you happy and you're like, go and do those. But when you're under the depression yeah. fog, nothing is alluring, nothing seems fun. And it seems like a lot of work to do it. Like oh. if I want to go and like draw or something, it's like, oh, well, I gotta get the, I gotta get the sketch pad out. I gotta get the, like everything seems like so much work and you don't want to do it. That's something that I feel like obviously a lot of us are dealing with. And it's just like, if you have the support system that, you know, it's just like, no, here's the sketch pad, here's the pen, go for it. Like draw whatever you want to, you know what I mean? Like they pull you out of that funk. I feel oh, like that's I, I feel I, like an no, off topic. <laughs> no, that that worked well with me because that's like when you went down that whole roller coaster there, I was like, oh, I'm like I'm sitting right beside her in the roller coaster. Yeah, because it's like, like yeah, because it's like I get up some days and I'm excited to do podcasting or doing interviews, and then there are other days where it's like it's something you dreamt the night before or something that happened, yeah. and then you're like waking up, you're like, I have to do this interview later. It's like I don't want to cancel, but at the same point, it's like I know it's not going to be that great. 
if I go in and I just kind of like riff. I find sometimes with a support system it helps, but sometimes I feel like you kind of have to force yourself out of it. And I know there are people like, how dare you try to force yourself out of it? I'm like, sometimes it works. There are times that I'm sure that I've sat here and I'm like, it's an hour before an interview. Okay. You're not really like in the interview mindset. Okay. Like watch something to get you in that mood or go play a game or something. So it's something different. Like why do you ever get anxiety when you have to interview? I'm I'm a weird person because I think I'm a very hateable person in the terms of like, not, not in a way of like, Oh yeah, he's done stuff and people hate him. It's just like, you're supposed to, I guess, get like kind of nervous when you interview people or like sometimes people will say, cause when I went to university and college for like radio broadcast and I would be like, well, I've got Bob Saget on the show this week. And they're like, Bob Saget, are you nervous? I'm just like, no. And then like, Oh, look at this fucking cocky asshole. I'm like, it's yeah. a person. It's like, to me, it's just a person who yeah. does well in their career. How is that any different? It's the glorification than, of like, yeah, it's like, it's so- well, it's, it's like when you turn on social media and are like, I, I like Selena Gomez. Don't get me wrong. But I read a post today where it's like, I just love how she walks. I'm like, oh, like one foot in front of the other. Oh, like that's, we all do. Yeah, like oh my god, and then like, but see that then starts getting in people's mind where it's like, yeah, yeah she does have a fancy walk. I'm like, because you think it. I mean, I it's get, kind of beautiful. They're spreading love. At least spread that instead of freaking hatred. And no, man, no. Don't spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like to me, it's like getting out of that kind of funk. I, I guess sometimes it's like you just force yourself out of it, or in the terms of when I said about interviews and someone's like, oh, it's like you think a lot of yourself or i'm like no i don't but it's like the self-humor of all right it's just another person that you're interviewing they're like you know they're doing well in their career or they're not doing well in their career or whatever like that's yeah. how it works but it's like you're just talking to a person yeah. and then some people are like no you're talking to bob saget i'm like no that's how you see it that's yeah. not how like i'm seeing it and then that's when yeah. they get the idea of like oh he thinks he's someone i'm like no i don't you i know, just think and, i'm and talking like- to a person I feel like when it's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> but see, this is why, like, sometimes I get nervous to do, like, interviews or, like, meeting people in the industry because I, I don't want to get confronted with if they have an ego because it's not fun to deal with somebody who's in their ego and they just think, like, I'm just, like, I am the best. I'm me the best. and I am. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know you. And I'm just, like. I guess you learned nothing through the pandemic of like, you know, banding together. You know what I mean? So I yeah. feel like it's that's what deters me or like gives me anxiety about going and meeting new people is the fear of dealing with ego. But then I can always just quickly just be like, okay, bye. Like I don't talk to you then. Like, you know, it's like it's like that simple. But like like with you, like it's like pure energy. Like, it's just, we, we're here chatting. Like, it's like talking to a friend, you know what I mean? And I love yeah. that. And like, it just, it's, it's natural. And like, I can like flub over a word and I don't feel like you're like, Oh my God, this girl is like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I have a lisp. Okay. Like sometimes yeah. it comes out. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just feel like I, I don't have to be perfect or appear to be perfect. You know what I mean? And like, I'm so knowledgeable cause I'm not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know, head empty, like, you know, like whatever. I don't know. Like, I just want to like have fun and like have like lighthearted conversations. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 
Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I feel like I feel like everything you described right there is how I used to attend when I went to university. And I, I'll tell this story because I think it's funny and someone might relate to it. Or if they're out there listening, they'll be like, oh, I knew yeah. that. But like, I remember going to university and I'm not saying like, I don't think highly of myself. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like an appropriate amount to myself where I'm not like yeah, beating yeah. myself Same. up, but I'm not like being like, if I see Zac Efron enter a room, I'm like, I'm like Zac Efron. I'm like, no, <laughs> you just stay in your own zone. But like, go over and say hello to Zach if you want to. Yeah. But I remember going into in a class in the university and like this really cute girl sat next to me. And I was just like, she knows there's other seats, right? And then she'd be like, how are you? I'm just yeah. like, is there is there some like camera around here? Is this a Am joke? I being punked? <laughs> and then like, I got to know her fairly well. Uh, we were like friends for at least a good solid or two years in university. But mm-hmm. like the whole time, even though I knew that she liked me for me, turn on that song like 90s reference but uh it there was like a part of me it was like all right where is the part where she comes in one day and was like this is the longest joke ever and i'm so glad with that we were successful and then i'd be like okay they make uh, movies yeah 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 <laughs> they make movies on this but like i was just always like okay i'm self-aware but there are times when someone will come up and be like actually no we liked you just because you're funny blah 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 and i'm like all right like i'm the funny guy that's cool yeah. that's fine if people are comfortable around that, that's cool. But like, there's also a part of me. It's like, all right, but like, at what part does it does it start being like, all right, but what other ass things? Like, what other aspects of me do you like besides just being funny? Because it's like there has yeah, to be yeah. other things. Yeah, but, and I'm sure there is. Yeah, but I like, I just enjoy talk to you, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I enjoyed it because it's like when you say that, that's how I used to attend university or college. Anytime I seen a guy and i'd be like oh yeah like he's a bro it's like if he doesn't like me okay cool fuck him but anytime i would yeah. see a girl and they'd be in my class and you'd have a conversation piece in my mind it was just like mean girls where it's like hey it's mm-hmm. like we're shade the same class you can't sit here and then for the rest of my time at university i'd be like every time she sees me she's gonna be like that's that guy who tried to talk to me that one time four years ago and i'd be like let it go we are graduating this year <laughs> we are graduating this year nobody gives a shit anymore yeah it's like yeah. but in my mind i'm like there's probably like 20 people that give a shit and probably yeah. like oh ew he tried to talk to her i hope he doesn't talk to me yeah people mean man sometimes i wonder if the person on the other side of this interview is like what is he doing <laughs> no you know what honestly you know what i'm thinking i'm like I don't care if this goes on for like two hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like I enjoyed talking. Oh, good. Good. Cause I was like, I was about to be like, I hope she doesn't mind if we go further. Cause I'm like looking at timing and I'm just like, no, I saw it. And I was like, honestly, I hope he's not like, Oh, we have to go because like, I've, I felt like prior interviews and stuff that I've done so far, they're so fast. Yeah. They're so fast. I was like on um, a podcast yesterday and I could have sat and talked to those girls 
for hours. Wait, and you were on another podcast? How I dare know, you? I'm no, no. so, so sorry, but they came first. They came first. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. So you you tell me their email and I will. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm just a strongly worded email. Yeah, strongly. Like, yeah. um, no, but it was funny because um, the director's assistant and she was just like wrap it up and like we weren't listening to her and she went on to a different side and she's like wrap it up and we were just like wanting to talk and i was like i want to go back on there hopefully and just like talk to them more and i don't know i love that i i, I just feel like when i when i feel comfortable around people i just want to i want to connect with them more and not feel like okay okay bye like <laughs> hopefully we'll see each other again but like i don't know how to approach that so I, I want to ask you because I like going all over the place in conversations with people Do here, it. but like the one thing that was really interesting when you mentioned about, of course, mental health and of course the career path that you chose with acting, like, I know you get advice from people all over of like how to do this or like, you know, getting directions maybe on film and stuff. But sometimes when you listen to like famous people do interviews and they're like, I should have, my parents didn't want me to act in acting or it's like a kid's son who's in acting. And they're like, my dad didn't want me to acting. Like, I can understand it because it's like a tough industry to kind of crack, break, stay in. But like, mm -hmm. now we're talking mental health and acting as well. Like, how do you kind of manage all that? Like, I know you were talking about being medicated and stuff. How do you kind of function that? Like, are there times that you're kind of like, man, is this going to go places for me? What am I doing with yeah. my life? Yeah, I mean, okay. Tall Girl 2 just came out today on Netflix. And I'm just like stay off of social media Let, let's not go on it for a couple days i really care about my mom my sister my stepdad my sister's fiance my best friends like they're all so excited to watch it they've been texting me they're like i can't wait to see my beautiful best friend on netflix today i'm so excited to watch and then um, i i really i can't wait to like hear their reaction after they watch it so like that's what i'm looking forward to i hope for the best i believe that i will i am going to be successful i've been successful thus far in my mind this is success you know w with um with the filming process of, of this movie like i had a lot of like negative self-talk and i've talked about this before in other interviews where it's like i had to do a swedish accent and me just being kind of like the baby of the industry just coming in. I'm like, how in the freaking world yeah. am I going to do this? Like when I got the audition, I was like, oh, God, an accent. Because I've had, I had another accent that my manager sent me and it was like a Mandarin act, like a Mandarin. I'm like, oh, really? Mandarin? Okay. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, okay, like I'll try. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't think I did. I did try the Mandarin accent because I was like, it doesn't, I don't connect with yeah. that. Anyway. But like I was like I could I could try a Swedish accent. I did that and then like I booked it, right? I worked with a dialect coach. He was amazing. He 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 was like played almost like therapist for me too because there'd be moments where I'd come on and I'd be like, they thought I sounded Russian and I feel so stupid. <laughs> like, and then I figured out why I was sounding Russian. So like in mouth positioning and accents, Russians their tongue is it's more in the back of their throat. So okay. it's like a harder L. Hopefully this makes sense. And then with like the Swedish dialect, they like almost like flick their tongue for their L's in the, into the front of their mouth. So okay. like, for example, it would be like, this is Russian, like Stella. And then Swedish would be like Stella. It's very light and airy and like that, yeah. that like sing-songy. Whereas Russian is like very, you know, boom. Russian boom, to boom. me is like scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like I, I feel like, 
someone can speak Russian and they might be wishing you a happy birthday or a good day, but it's like the way yeah. it comes across, you're like, I think he wants to do something to me. And they'll be like, he's literally going to get you a birthday cake. I'll be like, oh, that's so nice of him. And then they come back and it's Who like, it? <laughs> I still am a little bit concerned. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, um, but oh, what, what I found out during that process was when I was younger, I had a really hard time with L's and Y's. So my sister's name is Alyssa. So I would say Alyssa, right? So I had to learn to really hit those L's and those Y's. So when we came to that realization, he's like, epiphany. Now I know why you're always in the back of your throat because you had to learn to hit those really strongly. Now it's in your brain ingrained. So that helped me after that to move everything forward in my mouth and speak light and airy and all that stuff. So the whole process was like me just learning like unconscious things that I was doing that I didn't even know mattered until like that moment. You know what I mean? So it was all like a great learning experience, but I was definitely like a shy little dung beetle on that production. <laughs> like everybody was like so close knit already. They were like best friends and I come in and I felt like how ironic, like it's like a high school setting, right? And I come in like yeah. a new kid and I'm like, I feel like, okay, let me go eat my lunch and like alone in my trailer. Like, you know, I felt scared to like. Just they even just like embrace with people because you don't know. Yeah, what they're and, like and, they, with, yeah. and they were doing like so amazing with, you know, talking to me and like <laughs> trying to pull me out of my shell. But I think I was just I let my my anxieties get the best of me there. But like Ava, especially like she really she's such a sweetheart. Like I like. I messaged her like here and there and I was like, you know, like I, I've been wanting to like reach out to you and stuff like that and like connect with you. I just, I just don't want to be a bother to you. And she's like, you're never a bother. Like, don't feel that way. So like, it's just, it's me working through my stuff so that I can. I feel like it's fair to say, like, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like, it's fair to say, cause sometimes I think like, you know, as much as people present themselves as like, oh, like, I'm always here if you want to talk or I'm open and whatever. Like, there's that point in time where you're like, OK, well, where is the reaching point where like because everyone does have that point where it's like, all right, I'm here, but mm -hmm. not to that extent. Or it's like, I yeah. help I helped yeah. you so much along and you're still looking for stuff. Like, what are you not getting? Like, I feel like with me, I can go up to people and be like, all right, like, I'll try it. I'll make the attempt so that people don't think I'm lazy. But then it's like, yeah. at the same point, it's like, all right, I need help here, here, and here. But then after a while, I'm like, all right, I don't want to ask him again for something that he's helped me. It's not like I'm like asking for, like, it's really just like, hey, if you want to go like grab coffee and like actually yeah. connect, because I do really well with like one-on-one. -on -one. Like okay. when it's a group setting, I, I get a little overwhelmed sometimes. So so if I like had like, like this, it's a one-on-one, -on -one. like we're having great conversation. It's flowing, it's going wherever it's going. But if she's busy, you know, I, there's no pressure. I don't put pressure yeah. on people. If it happens, it happens. I don't force connections. You know what I mean? But like, I'm thankful to have met everybody. I'm grateful for them, you know, including me in all of this. And they were great. They were like funny. They were nice. And I couldn't have asked for anything better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Obviously, we're in 2022 now. Mm -hmm. uh, people... I feel like should still have goals. If they don't, I'm like, all right, we'll talk because you should have goals. Yeah. Uh, but like, what kind of things are you looking forward to in 2022? 
I'm looking forward to playing Mario Kart against you and then realizing okay. what kind of human being I actually am. Because you'll be like, he seems so nice on the podcast. And now in the DM chat, he's calling me a whole bunch of mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I'll get that intense in Mario Kart. But if we play Overcooked. Oh, I'll be out of that. You'll you'll be like you, you'll like send your agent a thing and be like, listen, it was a good podcast, but he is he's out of my group. He's incompetent. I cannot yeah, yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> okay. Um. No. What am I looking forward to? I am looking forward, hopefully, more really cool roles. I want to definitely be a lead in an action film. Do my own stunts. I think that's like the tippy top on my goal list. My sister's getting married this year, so I can't wait to be a part of that. And go on as many adventures as I possibly can. And obviously, like, and obviously when the end of the year comes to come back on this podcast for a Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) more podcasts, more reappearances on the podcast for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Johanna Liao for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sang. Thank you for listening, and good night. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.